0: Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate Systems.
1: the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass the racing the big one the camping it's all just bigger at talladega and with a double header on saturday and the premiere of the next gen cars on sunday it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. NASCAR's biggest and baddest track is back. The Talladega NASCAR Weekend, April 23rd through the 24th. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com.
0: Okay, we are now joined by our winner of tonight's call 811 before you dig 250 here at Martinsville Speedway. And that is Brandon Jones. Brandon, congratulations uh, on the victory. Talk to us about those last uh, two laps after restart. Some wild, wild racing, but came out on top. Congratulations again.
2: Yeah, I mean, what a wild race for for us in general. I, I'm sure that for some people it was probably really hard to keep up with, right? I mean, there was times that um, we stayed out, we got track position, we got stage points. I thought that that was really the right call. And and uh, you know, I said it a few times. I I never question anything on top of the pit box, and Jeff always does a really really nice job. So I was gonna go with whatever he was gonna say there on that uh, stage to to either stay out and try to try to get the stage win, or come in try to get on the same strategy as everybody. I think that it worked out in our favor with all the restarts, everything that that happened there at the very end of that race. Um, you know that thing goes green is is you know for the whole stint there. It would have been tough. I don't think that uh, even a top five would have been possible. I mean, it was just getting to the point where the rear grip was going away that much. And so it was key to have as many restarts as we did to keep cooling tires down and keep having chances to to to, uh, to restart. Um, I thought that our grip and the restarts were, were great all night long. That was really our strong suit was our short run speed. Um, and then we were able to maintain it really well there at the end there. And so I think two restarts from the very end uh, when all the, the chaos happened, I liked it to go to the bottom, uh, more of a defensive move for me, you know, I, I was thinking more so that that same thing was going to happen, I didn't know where it was going to happen, I didn't think that it would have happened right there at the restart zone like it did, um, but certainly uh, knew something was going to brew up, I mean, people were were certainly getting antsy, you could tell that people were starting to hit left rears and starting to get into people's bumpers, and you were coming down to, to the end of that thing, and so that's just that's just the way that this track normally heats up, and so... Um, I hate to see people get taken out. I hate to see you know stuff like that happen. But it, it worked out in our favor. It got us to the next level of of that last restart, <clears throat> and uh, you know there was kind of no way that we were able to uh, or we were we were gonna take the outside anyways. And so I think that for Ty's sake, it's it's tough to be the leader in that position, right? I, I've seen that multiple times. Where where that bottom guy is just gonna have more of an advantage to to be able to manipulate you and do things, and so. Um, I think that all, all day long we, we made the right moves and made the right calls. Um, checked a lot of boxes today. Got a lot of points. Dash for cash next week. So uh, very, very big day for this uh, 19 group. Thank you,
0: Brandon. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We'll get you a mic. I think you summed it up really well in your first answer, Brandon. I <laughs> have any questions. Any questions from the press box? We'll come back down here to Bob. I'm Bob Harkers,
3: Fox Sports. Just can you talk about what's it like to kind of come into this race
4: knowing where you are in points and knowing everything and then leaving knowing you're pretty much in the you're in the playoffs
2: yeah that was that was one thing this weekend you know we, we've had speed everywhere this year to to win races and it just takes a lot to win a race i think in this day of age it takes a lot of things to go right and so you you know you have some days that and it doesn't take much. A little bit off here and there. You don't end up winning the race. You end up having a, a day that you got, you know, put in a bad spot and you lose a bunch of points. And so this weekend was kind of to me about just points, you know. It wasn't about coming into it and trying to just go for the race win, you know, throwing all the stages away and trying to go for a race win. I really want to try to get stage points today. And uh, like I said, I think that the cautions just played in our favor to to make that work at the very end. Um, you know, it goes goes green. Like I said, it would have been a different story probably for 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 us. But yeah, I thought that this was uh, it's a big momentum turner for for the whole group. Um, you know, I, I've seen the speed that we've produced this year, but at the same time, it is tough to go back to the shop every weekend w- without a win and watching teammates win. You know, and so this is this is a good uh, good turn of events for us here
1: over here to Matt.
5: Matt Weaver, Racing America. This is Martinsville, but at the same time, given the way the Xfinity race last weekend played out and that storyline, is there any sort of consideration about how far you're willing to go or what you have to do to be able to to get the win? I mean, what is the, I hate to say this word because we're we're saying it a lot, but what are the ethics? Ah,
2: I mean, you keep up with the sport Right, and uh, you see everyone talking about it. You've even seen multiple guys in the Cup Series talk about it, and and it's you have to, especially here, you have to get aggressive at the end. You know, I, you you play it play it safe, you play it smooth at the end, and you you give up the win. You know, I mean, you have to at least go for it. You know, and so uh, I think that I think that the way that it ended, truthfully was pretty clean for this racetrack in my opinion. Um, you know, there there could have been way more outcomes and way way different ways to go about that and um I mean I think that was the best case scenario for us that the way that it played out. Um but yeah it's it's getting aggressive, it's getting tough, even it's not even for, for race wins, you know, I mean you get ran over a, a lot for eighteenth place, eighteenth to twentieth place. I mean it's like every position is really tough right now to, to hold on to and so kind of expect it from everybody at this point.
0: Aaron
2: Aaron Bearden, Motorsports Beat.
6: Uh, Congrats on the win, Brandon. Um, You talked about how you were just trying to maximize points originally going into the day. Now that you have that win under your belt, do you feel like it frees you up a little more to be a little more aggressive and chase some more wins over the rest of this regular season?
2: Yeah, it's nice, you know, because like I said, we came into this weekend just wanting points, you know, and so it didn't really tee us up to win the race. I mean, it ended up working out. I think in our favor with, with the cautions and everything, that the way it worked out. But the 54 probably was truthfully set up a little bit better to win the race, just that the way that the pit cycles worked and everything. So, yeah, now I think that we can do a little bit more of that kind of stuff. You know, if we have to come in short pit some stages to, to maybe make up for it at the very end, that's going to be helpful and key um, in our season. But, uh, you know, there's some tracks coming up that that's not going to apply to. Um, obviously being a part of Dash for Cash, uh, next weekend's going to be big. We're, we're really, really fast at, uh, Talladega. Um, truthfully, I think we're better at Talladega than we are at Daytona. when we go there, <clears throat> almost won that race obviously last year. So that's a, that's one that I've circled on the, on the playbook. It can go multiple ways, but we always typically work pretty good, uh, at Joe Gibbs as teammates at those types of racetracks. We've got a really good system down on how to, uh, pull lanes and do different things. And so looking forward to, to try to get in there next week and, uh, yeah, I, I think that this is only the first of many here. It's still really early.
6: And then you look over to your right. You uh, you get one of those now. Do you have any idea what you're going to do with it yet? Where you might put it?
2: We were all talking as a team. Engineers and everybody were were really wanting a clock to it to put on their mantles. And so, I've got a good spot picked out. I've acquired a pretty awesome barn here in the last couple of uh, couple of months. And so I've got a cool place for it to go. I was actually talking to Dell Jr. After the race, he came over, talked to me, congratulated me. That was actually really cool of Dale to do. And uh, we were talking about seniors' uh, trophies and everything, and how many clocks he has, and what it takes to maintain them. I didn't realize how much time you have to you have to rewind them and, and keep up with them. So Dale gave me some tips on how to how to keep the, the trophy up to date.
1: Good, Alex.
6: Thank you, Uh, Alexandria, with the Charlotte Observer. Um, You know, Brandon, and just kind of going back to Matt's question on those final laps. What was sort of the mentality? And you know, you obviously didn't have to wreck or move the fifty-four, but knowing that you were lining up next to him, where does that? Where do the ethics, I guess, come in once it's when it's a teammate?
2: It's very tough. Uh, No, no way was I going to drive in there and wreck tie or or, or any of that. You know, I mean, there's no way that you know I kind of. I can't really live with myself wrecking a teammate, I don't think, for a win. But, you know, definitely moving him, definitely trying to give him all he's got for a run for his money. He, you know, he didn't really rough us up, but he definitely held us tight on a restart. And so I kind of got the tone a little bit there. You know, he took the lead from me kind of early on the outside, which I was thinking that's a, that's a big move. I mean, he did it by holding me really tight. But still, that's what you have to do. I, I was not, you know, mad at all about it. But kind of saw that the trend of the race was going. I, I've watched plenty of these races. I've seen how they end. And uh, if you ever get a green-white checkered finish at any racetrack at this point, you know, you have to expect that inside guy is going to be really tough to beat if uh, he gets a good launch and good restart. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with the way that it ended and the way that it finished and, and the events leading, leading to it. And uh, I think the only thing that got me through it and kind of called my nerves was telling myself just kind of how thankful I am to, to be in that position and how thankful we are to be uh, racing at this racetrack in the sport. It's pretty cool.
0: Any final questions for Brandon? All right. Congratulations
3: on the big one. Thank you, guys. All right, everybody. Hey, Brandon Jones brings home the Martinsville cuckoo clock, man. uh, I'm like Dale Jr. Uh, Brandon probably didn't know how much maintenance there was in that cuckoo clock if he gets more. Go ahead, Kyle.
0: Well, Rowdy, uh, we have our first guest of the night on. Um, From Big Diamond Speedway and Dirt Track Digest, we have Ken Bruce calling in tonight. Welcome to the show.
7: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. appreciate it very much.
0: Ken, uh, not the way you wanted to start the season at Big Diamond. Um, I know... uh, you got it going on Friday night, and uh, Mother Nature didn't play into your hands. But um, you know, how's how's the season looking there? Um, you know, with all the events and everything, how's the, how's the rest of the schedule looking for the rest of twenty twenty two? at big diamond.
7: Uh, we got a pretty really good schedule this year. Uh, Jake and Jasmine really put together a very diverse schedule that should um, you know, please the fans. If you're an open wheel, you're a late model modified sportsman, uh, USAC. Sprints, sprints, we got it all coming this year.
0: Is there any event that that kind of is going to like the biggest highlight of the year? I, I know we have the Cole Cracker seventy-two at the end of the year. You know, with Alex Yankowski winning it last year, very popular win. Uh, I mean, is that is that basically the biggest event you think that's going to be on the schedule? I know it's I think I think it was seventeen thousand to win last year, but. I mean, is there any other anything else that you maybe you're looking on the schedule that kinda kinda catches your eye a little bit?
7: Well, for me, um you know, I'm a modified guy, um, always have been. But uh last year we had the U L M S late models um booked and unfortunately that got rained out. So but uh they're coming back this year and uh I can't really can't wait for that and that should be a really uh Really good, you know, I know a lot of people are anticipating that because there there's a big late model following around here. So uh, we'll see what goes. Hopefully the uh, weather gods will play nice with us this, this year.
0: Ken, I know you're part of Dirt Track Digest. I've seen all your stuff. I appreciate everything that you guys do for the sport. Um, can you just talk a little bit about how that works how dirt track digest works and you know your involvement with it because i know we had you on last year didn't really get to dive into it but could you just elaborate a little bit on you know on what you guys do
7: yeah sure we cover um you know our our motto is if it's on dirt you know it's on dirt track com, and and we do we have all kinds of articles on there but our, our biggest um our biggest following is the northeast modified that's what pays the bills and uh you know, we co- we concentrate on that a lot, uh, especially with Dirt uh, Track Digest TV. You know, we uh, broadcast races and we do a lot of production for Flow for a certain tracks. So, Take it after you that. Know, one. But uh, you know, that's that's basically you know what's it. I've been there since 2015. Uh, I just hooked up with Mike Mallett, who's the editor, one of the owners of the site, and. We just got to talking and he asked me if I wanted to, they had nobody down here to cover Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. So uh, we got you know, talking and he asked me if I wanted to, would want to do it. I've never written before in my life, but uh I've been around modifies long enough and I know what to write. I write from my heart. So ever since then, I've been just covering for them. And uh, they're a great bunch of guys to work for.
0: Ken, before I hand you off to Rowdy, uh, I just wanted to ask, and I'm just curious to hear what you have to say, Uh, uh, NASCAR's going to Bristol this weekend, the return of the dirt race, Um, I mean, what were were your overall impressions of it last year, and I know that uh, Kyle Busch made some comments uh, over the last couple days about dirt racing, you know, taking the sport backward, I mean, how do you feel about that, you know, I mean, you've seen the following, you've seen the sprint cars and the modifieds, I mean... I mean, what, what's your take on all that? Um, you know, what's what's I mean, do you I mean, don't you think that dirt racing is really, really starting to really, you know, uh, really make a, a comeback? You know, really, the, I mean, the stands and everything. I mean, I mean, what's your take on all that? You know, when you've seen from NASCAR last year and now them going back and uh, you know, in the turnout that you've seen at Big Diamond and other race tracks as well.
7: Yeah, well, I think, uh I, you know, dirt's on the uprise. There's no doubt about it. And a lot of that's due to guys like Kyle Larson Christopher Bell, guys that cross over and they bring a big fan base with them. Uh, I mean, I know you go to Grandview, you know, for the Speed Week show and Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell are there, and, yeah, you, know, you can't get a parking spot. It's just unbelievable how crowded that gets. But as far as I'm going to Bristol and dirt, I understand where Kyle's coming from, I guess, because he's, he's not used to it, but – I think it helps bring in a new fan base that wants to see these guys that are supposed to be the best, you know, in the country at driving stock cars. And to uh, to put them on dirt is just, you know, it's another test for them. And, uh, you know, last year's race didn't, you know, it was okay. It wasn't great. I think this year doing it at night, and hopefully the weather will be a little better. That made a big difference last year, so. Hopefully, with the night where the track will be a little, you know, some of the moisture come back out of it, I, well, maybe we'll get to see some uh, some better action.
3: Hey, uh, Ken, you got rowdy here. Uh, the fiftieth hey, no, anniversary. Thanks. The fiftieth anniversary here at Big Diamond. Uh, that's got to be rewarding to know that you're pushing on fifty, the fiftieth year here at Big Diamond.
7: Yeah, it, it is pretty rewarding to know it's been around. That long and, uh, you know, it's attractive. It's had its ups and downs, has different owners. Um, you know, when Jake and Jasmine took it back over, I think, you know, their family, I believe started it. I'm not 100% sure of that, but when Jake took it back over, you know, back in, I think, 2013 or so, it's really come along. Its reputation wasn't that great and, but its reputation has really come up a lot in the last few years and, um, yeah, you know, we can tell you get big names that race there on Friday night. Some of our fields, last our Friday night fields last year was so loaded. I mean, if you if you qualify through the handicap in the heat race, you, you know some of the twelve cars that qualifies into the handicap, you had guys like Craig Von Dorn and Mike Gouler and all that. They're they're starting up second, third, fourth just because the talent is so so deep. And uh, to get it this year to fifty years was really awesome. Um, you know. Right now, the, uh, you know, the Coal is our biggest race of the year, paying 17000 to win. So, you know, that'll conclude the 50th season, but we got a lot of stuff in between.
3: Well, Ken, $4,000 uh, this weekend for the Modifieds, that's not bad money.
7: No, for opening, and we have a lot of 4000 to win shows, Lot for the Modifieds. And that, that's our bread and butter, obviously, but we have a lot of big money shows for the Modifieds this year. We got that. Uh the following weekend we'll have the money in the mountain show uh that pays that's uh twelve thousand dollars to win for fifty laps that's pretty good uh we have the prelude to the coal cracker you know before the end of the year and you know that that pays ten thousand and then the coal cracker was seventeen thousand so you can't you know it's a good year to be a modified driver for sure with all the money available
3: And, again you know looking at the general information at, at big Diamond you know it's to get in, is general Mission's $20. A kid 16 and under is free. Uh, anybody with an active military is free. Can you, I mean, so far what I've seen this year, everybody's packing the house. 20 bucks to get in, that's, that's a pretty decent price to take your kids, and you can actually take your kids and, and go to the show.
7: Right. Uh, yeah, under 16 free. We do that a lot during the year. We don't do that every week. But we do have a lot during in a year. Uh sometimes it's you know, uh I think it's eleven or ten to sixteen is, you know, like ten dollars or five dollars or something. And then under under six it's six and under is always free. But uh yeah, we do a lot of the sixteen and, and that that helps out the people a lot that come out and you can tell our crowds last year were some of the best crowds we've had all year. I mean all since I've been doing this with Big Diamond in, you know, last four or five years. And uh, we had a good crowd on for opening day the other night, even with the bad weather. We had a pretty good crowd, and uh, you know, so hopefully they'll all come back. And we get a we got a good following up there. It's a good thing to do on a Friday night. You see a lot of the same people week in and week out, and um, it's a gathering place for for uh, you know people in that area.
3: Uh, Ken, tell everybody where they can find out more about tickets and how to keep up with Big Diamond for the year.
7: Well, you can always find us on the uh, website. It's uh, it's Uh You can find us, our schedule up there. And, you know, if it changes, like we had to change it this week because of, uh, you know, last week. So, you know, we post the changes. Um, uh, Jake runs the Facebook page, and that gets a lot of activity. So you can always check there for stuff. And uh, also on Facebook, we have the Big Diamond Dog Pound, which is run by a group of guys out in the parking lot at Tailgate every week, but they do a fantastic job. They they sell shirts and stickers and all kinds of things and they give all the money, goes all the profits and money goes back to the uh to the racers. Uh, you know, during special races. They'll give a five hundred dollar hard charger bonus and all kinds of stuff at some of the big races and they uh, the guy that runs the page, Brad uh us, he uh he posts things all the time and um they you follow them on Facebook, you get a lot of information. And like I said, follow Big Diamond Speedway on Facebook. And that's where you'll see a lot of our information posted. Well,
3: Ken, hopefully this year when I make my tour through there, I i think Kyle and I have been talking. Hopefully we, we've got Big Diamond on the on the round about on that. But, Ken, I appreciate you coming in tonight and being part of the Rowdy Maglite show. And Kyle's going to be able to cover the show. And uh, we appreciate you being part of it.
7: No, not a problem at all. Anytime you want to be on, talk. Not not just Big Diamond, but modifies in general, dirt modifies, let me know. I'll, you know, have Kyle get a hold of me. I'll we come on and talk to you guys. I really enjoy it.
3: All right. Uh, Ken Bruce at Big Diamond Speedway, guys. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Ken.
7: No problem, buddy. Anytime.
3: Thank you, Ken, too. Uh, all
7: right. Have a good day. Have a good night, guys.
3: All right all right kyle man i appreciate it i know you're looking forward to it uh you went there a few times last year didn't you kyle
0: rowdy i did um made some really big races like you mentioned the coal cracker 72 won a very popular win for alex yankowski uh started out front uh drove away from everybody took home the seventeen thousand dollars it was a really interesting interview and then Two months later, Rowdy, uh, you're at the World Finals. He backs it up, and he wins at Charlotte. So, um, you know, a lot of good storylines at, at Big Diamond. You know, you have Billy Pouch Jr. and Alex Jankowski, Dominic Buffalino. Just so many so many guys that, you know, and I know he was mentioning Mike Guler, uh, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, there's just so much competition in the dirt modified area in this area. So it's been really interesting to watch. Uh, you know, I got, I got to see the short track super series a couple of weeks ago at Port Royal. Um, a lot of guys showed up there and girls showed up there. Um, so it was definitely good to see that. And, uh, big diamond is definitely a great racetrack to go to. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I can't thank Ken enough for allowing us to go there. Um, you know, I, I get to, I get to harass Dino a little bit, so that helps. And, uh, you know, I know, you know, Dino's a really good friend of ours and, and of the show and, and of the MP, EMPA. Uh, so it's definitely, you know, they, you know it's a good, good combination having Ken there and Dino there. Um, two really good people to be around. So um, Big Diamond, the 410 sprints were there last year. Uh, it was cool to see guys like Devin Borden, Corey Haas, Mark Smith run. Uh, but the, the Dirt Modified is where it's at. You know, uh, they had a, such a busy weekend last year on Labor Day. Uh, with the points night, and then with the Coal Cracker 72 on Labor Day. So um, it's just a great thing, you know. Um, you know, And I, I do think dirt is – I mean, Rowdy, you were at Volusia back in February. You've seen the crowds. Um, I mean, those places were packed. Um, you know, East Bay, same deal. So, uh, East you know, Bay, I think dirt of, racing is, is well and alive right now.
3: They, they, they was not very little room to sit at East Bay. And on top of that, 73 Super Lake models showed up. And they was knocking some dust up.
1: The racing, the big one, the camping, it's all just bigger at Talladega. And with a double header on Saturday and the premiere of the next-gen cars on Sunday, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. NASCAR's biggest and baddest track is back. The Talladega NASCAR Weekend, April 23rd through the 24th. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com.
3: Hey, they still got tickets, Uh, Kyle. With the new gen car, man, this this should be one great weekend. Uh, Kyle, before we get started on Talladega, let's back up just a little bit on the Xfinity with Brandon Jones, because it kind of started to show out with Brandon, him winning his first uh, Martinsville clock. Uh, That wasn't really the storyline. The storyline was uh, the two runners in the back, Sam Mayer and uh, Ty Gibbs, Kyle. uh, Kind of sucker punch Sam, I don't know. You know, everybody likes a little bit of controversy and uh, a little bit of... I guess, getting into people's face, but Ty just wanted to take it to a new level.
0: Rowdy, you and I have talked about this a lot since this happened Friday night. For Ty Gibbs to go and use up his teammate, John Hunter Nemechek, at Richmond for the win, and then, you know, when another driver makes contact with him, and then, you know, uh, what happened, happened um, – you know, I know Sam was telling him to take his helmet off and he didn't take his helmet off, but Rowdy, I know uh Sam got a little bit of little bit of a black eye from that, but uh you know, I, I think for I think both of these drivers really have to get their emotions in check because these two are gonna be racing around each other for a very long time to come. You know, we've seen it in ARCA, we've seen it now in the Xfinity series. Um it's just uh you know I think you know it's I think this is good for the sport, you know to have a little rivalry like this, and uh you know we haven't seen anything like this in a while, so you have two of the up and comers in the sport, uh Ty, who's already been successful in the Xfinity series, Sam, who's knocked on the door of victory Lane. It's just that uh you know it's just uh. Things like that, Rowdy. You know, and especially, and you have to also throw in the fact that there was it was the dash for cash was on the line, the hundred thousand dollar bonus. Sam Mayer wanted it at Richmond. He was still eligible at Martinsville. Ty was basically dominated the race and then, you know, kind of fell back there toward the end. But you know, there's a lot on the line. You know, a spot to go for another dash for cash bonus at Talladega, and Rowdy with Sam and Ty getting into each other. They let AJ Allmendinger take the bonus right away from both of them.
3: Yeah, isn't that the truth? That's that's what really counted, uh, Kyle. You know, that's what really counted with that hundred thousand dollars.
0: Rowdy, and I, I think the thing that got lost in all this is that Landing Castle finished second for College Racing. I think a lot of people that kind of got underlooked because. Um, Not only did that second place become his best series finish in Xfinity Series history for him, but he is now eligible for the Dash for Cash at Talladega, and Rowdy, that 10 car won the race there last year with Jeb Burton, so um, some good mojo, I would say, for Collig. You know, Collig's been really good at Daytona and Talladega in the Xfinity Series, and you know, like, like it was with Justin Haley, who's now in the Cup Series, and... AJ Allmendinger, has been running up front, so uh, I think you have to throw that in, into the equation as well. So um, there's a lot on the line going into Talladega, um, you know. But the end of that Martinsville race, you know, I I, I don't know. It was just uh, it seemed like it was just a little bit of a of a wreck fest, but you know, it's that happens when there's inexperience there too. So. But uh, but still, it was, it was good to, to – that was a very exciting race to watch. And, uh, you know, to have those two, unfortunately, Duke are down on pit road. But, you know, when you're caught up in the heat of the moment like that, something's bound to happen. And I think Rowdy is now working on our next guest.
3: Hi, Kyle. We got our next yes, caller calling in. You know, we're going to switch over to, to Talladega. The Talladega weekend here coming up the 23rd and the 24th of this week or well this month which is week after next we got Bristol coming up but I'd like to welcome this to, to the show from the uh Boone from the Boone's tip bar jar welcome Boone hey Rowdy how you doing man it's good to talk to you well I want to welcome you and Renee because y'all were on the road headed back in to your house from from down south, but uh, Boone, getting ready for another big weekend, and looks like it's back like in October, we're all clear for landing in, at the boulevard.
8: Yep, I think everything is good to go, uh, the, the mask and the social distancing, I don't know what it was for, but it's gone, and we're all ready to get together and, and blow up the boulevard for the
3: spring race, I think everybody's ready. So, Boone, I kind of talked to you a little earlier. I got a friend, Willie Mullins, that's been on the show. And uh, he he needed someone with a golf cart that could work with him Friday night to take him around and give things out. And you kind of stepped up to be that guy.
8: I am your man. You know you can count on me. Anything Rowdy needs, you always call me. I'll take good care of you. So I talked to our good friend Eric the proprietor of the Tip Jar Bar and he said bring him on have him over we'll have a little meet and greet with everybody next door to uh, our Tip Jar Bar we have the Show Me Dagger group our great neighbors and friends they will have a stage bands I know Brandon Henson will be playing singing throughout the weekend we have uh, some other great lineups going on so bring him over, and uh, we'll show him around, and we'll have a great time.
3: Boone, the crowd in October was absolutely fabulous, was it not? I think it's one it, of the it best it was. Yeah,
8: it, it was unbelievable. The The amount of people that was out having a good time like nothing ever happened in the past. It was great to have the crowd back to see all of my I don't call them friends anymore. I call I call them my uh, my family. There's a group of us that were the Dega family. In fact, I spent Saturday night with uh, several of them at a dirt track in northern Alabama. So we get together not only at Talladega, but also off race weekends we'll get together. I think there's a group of us also getting together to for the uh the upcoming uh inaugural cup race in st louis that weekend there's a group of us coming in for that so it's 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 a great gonna be a good weekend
3: uh that that's pretty good for for y'all to get the cup race up there and that, I'm, that's on my list and on hopefully credential through uh well it's uh gateway was it a worldwide technology uh that's, that's kind of going to be a big thing for St. Louis to, to get a cup race right there.
8: Oh, definitely. Uh, the I grew up 30 minutes from Gateway International. I still call it. And <laughs> I've recently moved uh, about two hours south, but it doesn't matter. We're going to be there. My very good friend, Kenny Wallace, is behind it. He's been doing a lot of promotional items for the race, so it's good to see Kenny get involved with uh, the Cup race in in St. Louis.
3: Uh, it, it, and you know, Kenny's been a good ambassador, uh, Boone. I mean, he's the kind of guy that you need to, to to talk this thing up. I seen got to see him at Volusia just a few minutes, and he, you know, when you're around him, you get excited because he's excited.
8: Oh, I'll tell you, I, I tell people that. You know, I've been to dinners with Kenny. I've been out to lunch with Kenny. I've been to his New Year's Eve party. I've been to his birthday party. What you see on TV and in his videos that he posts, he's doing the YouTube thing now, that's what you get in real life. So what you see on videos, that's him in real life. And he is such a down-to-earth, just just a great guy all all around. So it's great to have him involved with the St. Louis uh, Cup Race for sure.
3: So Boone, when do you expect to uh, arrive and like start setting up and opening up?
8: So our plans, myself and Mrs. Boone, are planning on leaving Tuesday. Uh, It's about a nine hour uh, trek for us. So we are going to get in Tuesday night. Uh, We're gonna stay actually in Pell City at the Hampton Inn Get a good night's sleep in a nice bed. Get a good breakfast in the morning, a nice shower. Get up early Wednesday morning, go over, get in line. And then once they open those gates, 8, 9 o'clock, we'll be rolling in and start setting up our uh, compounds.
3: Well, the big one's back also on the boulevard. That That's always been a big drawer, too. It brings a lot of people.
8: Oh, it, it definitely does. It It gets the excitement going for the kind of the opening of the weekend, Um, it's always nice to see that come down the boulevard, the the excitement of the people that are on the float. I don't know who they're having on it this year. Many drivers will be on there. Um, People just lining the boulevard, waiting for that convoy to come down of entertainment. And after that, it's just uh, unbelievable times on the
3: boulevard. It's the best. And then Saturday night, they open up. If you have a Sunday ticket, it's admission to the concert in infield, which really brings the infield up on Saturday night.
8: Oh, definitely. Uh, is Riley Green? Is that the, the performer yes, this year? Is. I think it is.
3: Right. It is a uh, local guy it, from Jacksonville.
8: A, Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say he's a local guy. Uh, I have heard some of his music. He's very talented. And definitely, it brings in the people from the outside that, in, in other cases, can't experience or enjoy what we get to enjoy every year, and that's the the Boulevard. And not only do you have the Boulevard, but, and i got to give a shout-out to my good friends over at Dega Nation, over on East Aboga. That's another great place to go and hang out, and they have live music, and uh, they have a great setup, they're great people to go over and see, so... Yeah, nation is another one. Um, so yeah, the, the it opens up the bring people in to experience what we get to experience
3: every night. Well, with that being said, uh, Boone, you know that, uh, Talladega is the only track that gives free camping, and with that Sunday ticket, gets you an in, infield concert on Saturday night, free camping in the north well th- three different campsites north west and uh there's another one but you got three different campsites to pick from big bills garage that's what i tell everybody uh boone go stay in free camping spend your money that you would spend normally on camping and, and go into big bills garage and, and it it's as close to a hot pass as you can get
8: Oh, I agree. I've been in there, and it's an it's an amazing experience for sure. I love it. It's great.
3: Well, you know, it puts you really one-on-one with the top 22 teams in NASCAR, because they're all right there. Yep. And the only thing that separates you, Boone, it's not like Daytona, a plexiglass. It's just a four-foot chain-link fence.
8: Yeah, you're, you're up close. You can see what's going on and see everything, and, and yeah, it, it's a great experience for sure.
3: Well, Boone, tell them where they, where they can follow you and uh, keep up with you. Hey, you can catch me at Boone Tip Jar Bar on Facebook. That's
8: about the only social media I do. Uh, come by. If anybody's listening, come by and see us. Tip Jar Bar, we're right around that 168, 169 uh, spot right in the middle of the boulevard come by and see us make sure you mention rowdy Maglite show when you come see me i'm a big guy usually don't have a shirt on be ready for a big hug i love to give out my hugs and so come find me and i'll take care of you at the tip jar bar for a free one and hey, then Bill, also when you come Kyle. over
0: and oh, go ahead i'm sorry
8: I was gonna say, also, like I said, next door we'll have great entertainment at Show Me Dega. They're, they they're, they're great friends with us. We're neighbors. We don't compete against each other. We're all together
0: in one big group there. So come over and see us both. Hey Boone, it's Kyle here. Uh, first off, sorry to interrupt you. I did not know you were finished. My, question, my first question for you is, um, how did you get into racing, and you know what, what kind of gave you the bug to get into it?
8: Uh, growing up in the St. Louis area, there is, there at one time, multiple dirt tracks in, in the St. Louis area, as most people probably know. Um, back in the 70s, middle 70s, my dad would take me to the local dirt tracks and so I grew up watching dirt racing once I got into high school running around with some of my buddies that were in drag racing started getting into into the drag racing scene until probably the late early 90s then a good friend of mine very good friend of mine 93 94 come to me and said hey I'm gonna buy a dirt modified you want to help I said yeah so I helped him with his dirt modified racing Friday Saturday Sunday nights around St. Louis for about 10 years. Then I kind of got hit the burnout mode, got away from it. I've always enjoyed racing. And then I would say back, my first NASCAR race was back in 05 or oh six, And ever since then, I've been going to Talladega spring and fall. I've uh, been to Bristol night race, Chicago a few times. I also do Kansas race uh spring and fall i've been to atlanta uh i been to kentucky been to nashville but daytona's on my bucket list and michigan's on my bucket list uh so just just the local the racing and then i got to know kenny wallace very well several years ago and he's a great ambassador to the local dirt track racing around st louis And I've got to know several of the the team members and crew chiefs and car chiefs and and the Xfinity series and some of the drivers that, you know, uh, on the Xfinity side that I know very well. I'm not going to throw names out. But I've got to know these people and become friends with them when we're at the track. So I've always wanted to drive, but it was uh, always a money thing with me. And, man, when you tear up a – uh, a front end or blow a, you know, a twenty thousand dollar motor, and on the third night that takes a chunk out of uh, out of your pocketbook. And I just uh, I let it, I I would always work on them. I'd let
0: somebody else spend the money. <laughs> so. Boone, we had a we had Ken Bruce on from Big Diamond earlier. Um, I asked him about you know where where he thinks dirt racing is at. I don't know if you heard or not, but Kyle Busch made some comments about. The dirt that sending it sends NASCAR back. I mean, what's what's your take on all that? I mean, where do you think the start, the state of dirt racing is right now?
8: Our <laughs> local area is is going strong. Um, I follow the World of Outlaws, and I'm there again. You know, I'm very good friends with Donny Shots years. Uh, so we go to several of the World of Outlaw races on the on the. Uh, sprint car side And you know it, People were talking about the crowd At Bristol For the dirt races at Bristol Well take a look at the the, 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 the the temperatures It was cold So I think a lot of people stayed home for that Or they didn't know what to expect I go to the uh, Dirt in December At the St. Louis Dome race Where they have late models mod- Open wheel modifies and midgets The place is packed so, you know, the dirt racing scene is, to me, is big. Uh, people still pack those those stands.
0: My final question for you is, uh, you know, in racing, like, in all your time in racing, like, who, is, who has really caught your eye? You know, is there a certain driver or, or team owner or uh, team crew member? Is there somebody especially in your life that, has, that that really, you know, that caught your eye, like, you know, that you were fascinated with? Back in the day, it was Carl Edwards.
8: Um, he's a local guy out of Columbia, Missouri, a few hours west of St. Louis. I actually met him when he was on the Xfinity team, or Xfinity side. It, I used to work at Gateway, and when the Xfinity would come there, and Xfinity now, and he would ride up on his moped. He was just an average guy and he would actually talk to you. And so he was always kind of my guy back in the day. He's out of it now. I'll tell you, some of the nicest guys, Justin Allgaier, I'm gonna throw that name out there. Uh, We were at a Kansas race last year. I've 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 been able to get to know him. I'm walking by. Here, I consider myself a nobody, just a fan. I'm walking by. Justin yells at me, hey, Keith, that's my name. Hey, Keith, how's it going? He came over and talked to us. I had some friends of ours that was with us and never been to a race before, and we were walking around. the. I got him into the garage area, and he came over and took pictures, talked to us for a half hour. Um, The B.J. McLeod guys, Rowdy, you know them. You know, B.J. is one of the nicest car owners you'd ever meet in the world. type of guy that you can just walk up to, bring up a conversation with. And all of his crew members, they always come over and hang out with us. And Matt Mills drives the number five car, the JF electric car for B.J. One of the nicest guys you'd ever meet. meet. I know his mom and dad. Great parents. You can tell that his parents raised him the right way. He's very personable, so... The, those are the type of people that, that relate to us fans and don't just walk by and, you know, they actually take time out of their day to talk to us fans. And that that's what I am. I'm a fan.
0: Boone, I had a follow-up about Justin Allgaier. Um You know, following Arca and his story is just, you know, has amazed me. You know, from what he's come from with his family and everything, you know, do you, you know, is he like an up-and-comer that you saw, like maybe through the years, just maybe watching a guy like Justin Allgaier come through the ranks and finally have some success where he's at right now?
8: Oh, definitely watching him come up through the ARCA series, and then to get on with uh, Junior Motorsports and accomplish what he has accomplished, uh, it, it must be a sponsorship thing, a money thing that he can't take that next step. You know, he he has accomplished a lot. He's always running up front. Sometimes he has that bad luck that we call it in the racing world, and he doesn't get the finish that he gets. But it, when it comes down to, you know, his personal life, him and his wife, Ashley, are two of the most beautiful, common, average people that you would meet, very personable. And he's, he's an awesome guy. He really is and he grew up you know an hour and a half two hours north of me up uh, around the springfield illinois area so he's another local guy and i can remember watching him race his dirt car around that st louis area way back in the day i'm like man this guy you know he's he's going to be an up-and-comer of something but
3: Hey, Kyle, I think we lost – hold on. Hey, Boone. Yeah, I think
0: we lost Boone, didn't we?
3: Yeah, he's in transport. <laughs> he, he may be – he Can tar- you hear me? Yeah, I can. All right. Hey, Boone, but uh, what I wanted to say, you know, Boone, these drivers have got to dirty their hands a little bit and get out with, and mingle with the, with the fans a little bit. Uh, I think that's. I think that's really what's missing. Oh,
8: it is, you know. And I've seen drivers out, and, you know, a lot of them will. You recognize them. If you walk up and be courteous to them, they'll take a picture with you. They'll sign an autograph. Um, and and they do. Uh, I just, sometimes I think that sometimes they get overwhelmed with the, the attention and they just don't, some of them just don't want the attention. But there's some that just come out and they'll mingle, and that if you become a um, a friend to the fans, you, that that'll make you go a long way, a it long sells,
3: way. It sells merchandise. It, it makes fans exactly. and sells merchandise. Well, boom, man! Yep. I appreciate. Uh,
8: another one is real quick. Another one's Jeffrey Earnhardt. That's another one that knows me and he'll see me and he'll come over and talk to me and he'll come over and he'll hang out with us. So that's another one that's, you know, he's, he's one of us. And that, that's, that's, what's great about, about, some of them that they're, they're not only are they out there driving 200 mile an hour on a Talladega weekend, but they'll come hang with us and, you know, have fun with us and be one of us. So that means a lot to us fans. It,
3: it does bone. And, uh, you know, not only – well, the last year I did not make it to Kansas, but it's always great to see y'all at Kansas. Y'all got a – you have a great campsite, great food, great fellowship. It's it's just what NASCAR is, uh, Kyle. And that's why we, we bring these guys on that, that put on – Y'all put on a show, Boone, and we appreciate it. It brings everybody together at one place, and we do it year after year. I mean, how long has Tip Bar, Jar, how, how long has Tip Bar they been running? How long has that been running? Oh,
8: Eric and Eric and Chrissy has been running Tip Jar Bar for, I am going, I met them at a Kansas race just walking around the infield, walked up, sat down, started talking to them, and we have become – wonderful friends and I'm going to say it's been going on for 15 years I guess so and then throw this out there we've got a new surprise for everybody for the tip jar bar so make sure you come by Eric has been I've talked to him several times Eric's been working on this project and it's a great addition to the tip jar bar so make sure everybody comes by and and sees us for sure. Hey, and, and I'll be I'll be available for a meet and greet if anybody wants to come by and see the self-proclaimed mayor of Talladega Boulevard. That's kind of my running joke. But we're all family. I tell people we are the the, the Cheers Bar of the Talladega Boulevard. We're just a big family, and we got a uh, our uh, world-famous bartender coming back this year. Uh, Scotty, who runs a bar up in northern Illinois, he is going to come in and help us bartend over the weekend. So everybody, come by and say hi to Scotty. He's a affiliated with uh, uh, Jennifer, Joe Cobb, and team. So it'll be good addition to have him come back and help us out, hang out with us, and bartend for us.
3: And boom, one of the last, most important parts of this whole conversation. If it is your first time. Or a rookie to Talladega be sure you go by Boone's tip bar jar and get your rookie stripe because this man will definitely tattoo you with a rookie stripe
8: uh, it's it's a one of a kind rookie stripe uh, last fall race we had a little uh, incident but hey I'm not afraid I'll be back got my tape definitely come by and get that one of a kind Boone rookie, rookie stripe for sure
3: Boone, appreciate you calling in and Renee putting up with it. Hey,
8: she does a great job. She loves you. We love you, Rowdy. You better come by and get your Boone hug. And, Kyle, great questions. Thanks for having me on tonight. I appreciate it.
3: Thanks a lot, Boone. Renee. All right. We'll see you guys. See you.
1: The racing. The big one. The camping. It's all just bigger at Talladega. And with a doubleheader on Saturday and the premiere of the next-gen cars on Sunday, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. NASCAR's biggest and baddest track is back, the Talladega NASCAR Weekend, April 23rd through the 24th. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. The
3: biggest the baddest event. I, I'm, child, I just, I know I'm partial. It's my own track. But I'm going to tell you, they don't nobody throw it out there like they throw it out at Talladega Super Speedway. Uh, You know, you got the big one on the boulevard on Friday night. They bust you in. Uh, The concert back and forth on Saturday night. Man, and Sunday, you get to see the next-gen car at Talladega Super Speedway, incredible speed, Kyle. I mean, I, I think it's going to be probably one of the best races we've seen there.
0: Rowdy, uh, we saw how the Daytona 500 turned out uh, with the new car. I, I think I think we, we've talked about this on a previous show, but I think what's going to have my attention is going to be the closing rate of those cars. You know, we saw how how much the, how fast that a, a car from behind caught up to a lead car. And I think that's going to be the same at Talladega next week. But uh, I think the, the biggest thing is going to be the ARCA series, uh, running the doubleheader with the Xfinity series on Saturday. Uh, I know that's going to be a good show. Um, the ARCA Menard series back in action at Talladega. I think it's the general tire 200. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and then the, uh, the 300-mile race for the NASCAR Xfinity series. Rowdy, I know, I know Talladega means so much to you. You know, that's your home track. Uh, you're not far from there, and uh, you know we'll have that 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 crazy racing, that crazy pack racing rowdy. You know, um, we see it at Daytona, Talladega, and now in Atlanta, like you saw last month. So uh, I, I think Talladega's is going to be a good time, a good weekend. You know, we got Bristol with the dirt race coming up, Talladega, and then uh, another race to end the month. So a lot of busy, busy time in the racing world right now, and. I think, and it's only gonna it's only gonna continue, Rowdy. That's the best part about all of it.
3: Well, Kyle, we had uh, William Byron. You know, William won the truck race on Thursday night and uh, turned around and was greedy and grabbed up that uh, cup win on Saturday night. And I guess it was a little surprise, but not really. It's a Hendrix. You, you you called it, Kyle. You said it was gonna. You felt like it's gonna be a Hendrix weekend.
0: It was rowdy, and the way William Byron drove through the field in that truck race was amazing. Uh, Started 32nd, was making moves three wide through the field, and then once he got out front, it was over from there. But uh, another thing I want to say before we, 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 we turn our attention to the Cup Series, Johnny Sauter back with Thor Sport. Uh, started dead last in the field, Rowdy, and uh, he hasn't won a Martinsville before, and he wound up finishing second in the 13 truck. And Kyle Busch, you know, who I thought was just going to run away with the truck race, wound up finishing third. So, uh, yeah, William Byron kind of caught me off guard a little in the in the truck race, but I wasn't shocked at all that he dominated the cup race. Uh, I know Chase Elliott was dominating the early portion of it, and his car went away. And after that, just couldn't really – just had issues with track position. But that 24 car was hooked up uh, once he got out front. Um, he was the only, really the only one to, to keep pace with the nine in the first half of the race. And, you know, it's a different race. This is only 400 laps instead of 500 like it normally is in the past. And, and Rowdy, it actually snowed at Martinsville. Uh, Can you at believe seven, that, uh, 7 o'clock snow. Eastern on Saturday.
3: Snow. I, I just – when you when – you, I'm just like, snow. I don't know, Kyle. Crazy,
0: Rowdy. It's not the first time it's happened. You know, they got snowed out in 2018. Uh, that's when it was still in March. But now this is mid-April. So, uh, but I, I think the cooler temperatures had a had a big factor in how the cars handled. Um, I think that was probably the reason there was some. There wasn't a lot of passing. Um, on the track. Uh, I think just there was just so much grip and so much horsepower. It was just almost impossible to pass. Cause I know a lot of people have been complaining about it, about how the race went, but it's a fairly clean race, Rowdy. Um, you know that Xfinity race we saw a lot of cautions, but it was completely different in the Cup race. And it looked like it was the 24 and the 9 for the most part until the 9 dropped off at the toward the end, and uh, it was uh, it was William Byron's night, led 212 of 403 laps, and Joey Logano tried to get him at the end, gave him a little bit of a bumper, but I just couldn't get up to him, and. Uh, I think the key moment of the race was uh, coming to the white flag when William Byron overdrove turns three and four. I uh, let Joey Logano close up a little bit and uh, still couldn't do anything with him. You know, that 24 was too strong, and William Byron becomes the first repeat cup winner in the, their first repeat winner in the cup series in 2022.
3: How about that? We finally got one, a repeat in William Byron. So, Kyle, I've got... Uh... Deadline room, press conference, and let's listen. We're just going to skip the truck and just listen since he won the – we're going to skip the truck and go straight to cup.
6: All right. We're going to continue with our post-race media availabilities for today's Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 400 at Martinsville. Uh, We are joined by our race winner, William Byron, who has been collecting clocks here all weekend at Martinsville. Uh, His second uh, clock of the weekend here – driver of the number 24 Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolet. We will go straight to questions for William. If you have a question, please raise your hand, and we'll get a wireless microphone to you. We'll start in the
7: back there with Noah.
4: Noah Lewis, TSJ Sports. Uh, First off, congratulations, William. Thanks. Appreciate it. And then uh, second off, you know, can you just talk a little bit about how the car felt tonight? It seemed like a bit of an odd race uh, here at Martinsville in terms of what we usually see, and, and passing seemed pretty low yeah the pace was certainly high you know i don't think i ever i could never relax you know i could never save i saved tire by just not sliding the tires but not you know i never could back up and like save tire and things like that but i think it's just really cold temps and you know anytime it's below 40 degrees i'd say you know the the tires don't even lay rubber um so that was that was definitely a factor all night but normal short track stuff like take care of your your rear tires and all those things and I felt like we did a good job of that Rudy made some great adjustments um, there probably the mid 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 portion of the race got us um, a little bit better and you know just had to manage when we got to traffic and had to be aggressive with certain guys to kind of you know either move them or get them off offline to uh, to pass them and and set our gap from there I thought I thought as soon as we got our car a little bit better we could work through lap traffic and kind of build the lead. How much could you
6: take from the truck race on Thursday? Obviously, these cars very different.
4: It's different, but Martinsville, like any short track you go to, it's rhythms, rhythm. So you you know you find that you find that rhythm, and I felt like in the truck I, I was able to find that rhythm pretty well in that last long run that we had towards the end of, of that race, and just it's always fun just racing other stuff. I I've I don't know why I didn't do more short track racing, you know, throughout the last few years, but it's it's been a lot of fun to go back to the short tracks and, you know, be with great people on the late model side. And, um, there's, you know, little things here and there that they've taught me that I feel like have, have helped me. And, um, all those things, all those little tidbits pay off. And then quickly I ask you Thursday about where you're going to put the clock. Uh, have you figured the first one out and what are you going to do now with the second one? Yeah, probably, uh, probably give one of them to my parents and, and, uh, yeah, probably just, uh, you know, keep the cup one in the apartment because that one's pretty special. Anytime you win a cup race, these things are hard. I know it, it looked, it might have looked like we had a dominant race, but these cup wins are really hard, so you cherish them and definitely going to try to keep all the trophies uh, together.
6: Gonna go to, we're going to go to Matt, Mark, and then we're going to go upstairs to the press box.
5: Matt Weaver, Racing America, Um, you were in a similar position to win a clock. I think it was 2019, late, late caution, kind of made it go away. Um, Jeff Gordon has been so good here for so long. The 24 car is synonymous with modern Martinsville history. Is it, are you aware of any of that in, in your place now adding to that legacy? Uh, Chase wasn't able to do it. He came close too. But are you, like, aware of your place in history now, 24 Martinsville?
4: Yeah, it's special because I feel like – so when I was a rookie, uh, Jeff was like, hey, uh, let's ride up to Martinsville together. Like, it wasn't even a question. It was like, hey, let's ride up to Martinsville together. I want to show you some things. So he walked me through this place. And just the things he told me, I don't know if they really clicked until I ran second that that year to Truex and they started to click and I was like, "All right, that's it. Like that's the way you get around Martinsville." So, uh just having his, you know, just having his history in the 24 car definitely puts an emphasis on being good here because I feel like it's a place that is filled with history and if you can win here in the 24 car, it's going to be something you always cherish. So, um definitely a special and, you know, he's got what 93 wins and however many clocks, you know, we've got a lot of, a lot of clocks to chase. But it's, it's cool to get that advice from him, those little things that I picked up from him in my rookie year that I didn't really use for a few years. And then as soon as I got towards the front, I'm like, all right, that, that makes sense.
5: I know that Jeff has kind of taken a, a personal investment in, in you in terms of not even just the race craft but also just the marketing and presenting yourself, yep. you know, publicly. Um, what has Jeff meant to you as far as, like, your development as a cup driver? Yeah, I think Jeff
4: kind of brought me to the cup series. Like he, you know, I was an I was a kid in Xfinity that was really raw and and didn't know a lot about the world and I felt like Jeff brought me into the cup world and said, "Here's how, here's how things go." You know, and I think that that's been key for me because he's probably been the biggest mentor for me when it comes to how do I manage the team? How do I talk to the guys and um how do I get things done, you know, when it comes to inside the shop and how I work with people hey I want this on my car or I want you know this in the interior of the car so he's he was very vocal about getting all that stuff right and I feel like that's those are the details that now it's kind of paying off for me
6: mm-hmm. Go to mark and then the press box
7: uh, mark Carroll, PRN William I've got a couple of questions number one I was talking with Joey Logano after the race he talked about how you you checked him. He said I'd done this. I would have done the same thing. I asked him, "You wish now you would have hit him harder?" And he said, "Yes." <laughs> uh, what were you expecting there? Were you expecting something harder than he gave you in turn one?
4: Yeah, I just knew from yeah, I just legend car days. I just knew if it, it if it comes down to a restart at the end, the second place guy is just trying to move you off the bottom. So, you know. Dennis taught me a lot of good lessons back in the day of of that stuff and I felt like that that paid off there at the end. I've never really been in a situation like that uh until tonight, but I was like, "Man, all right, I guess it's kind of like the legend cars. <laughs> you got to keep the car on the bottom." And luckily, you know, he you know, I kind of messed up 3 and 4 and I was able to um you know, he was right there on my bumper, but I was able to manage that.
7: And my other question is, this is this the first time you've had multiple wins in a season? You've done that. That's eight, cool.
4: That's, <laughs> that's eight we've races. We've been chasing that.
7: That's eight races, only eight races into a 36 race season. So, A, again, how does that make you feel now and what are you adjusting goals now as far as the how many races do you think you can win this year?
4: Yeah, I think uh, I said it a couple times. I felt like last year left us with a pretty bitter taste um because I felt like we were we were so close to a lot of wins in that second half of the year. And man, it just felt like things would happen and things would break down, you know, right at the last minute. It left me with a bitter taste, and I felt like, you know, throughout this off season, I was was pretty bitter about about that stuff. And you know, but it was motivation because I felt like we we could get into this year. Granted, it's a new car. Uh, we had to go through that adaptation process with a new car, but I feel like we're we're starting to learn now um, what we need and. You know, it's good to see, and now I feel like all that desire and passion that we had in the off season to, to, to prove to ourselves that we could win multiple races is there. So, does it change your goal? Um, yeah, I think my goals for, at least last year and this year have been to win multiple races, so I don't think that's changed. But it's a long season, so we've got to, and we've got to go to Bristol Dirt and figure out that, and go to Talladega and hopefully build on what we did at Atlanta. So. I don't know. It's a a long season for sure, but I think certainly we have the pieces to do it.
7: We're going to go upstairs to the press box for a pair
6: of questions. You can go ahead in the press box. All right. We'll we'll go to Kelly down here, and then I'll get the questions from them upstairs. KellyCrandellRacer.com. First off, you said there about it clicked. When you finished second to Truex a couple years ago, what was it that clicked? We've heard that here before from drivers that it's, it it would take them either getting laughed and they would watch the leader, or there would always be a moment for them where it clicked. What was it for you wa- watching Truex and following Truex that, that it clicked
4: yeah. for you? Well, I can't tell you that, <laughs> but uh, no, I it I don't know. It's just short track stuff. I mean, it I think it when it clicks, it clicks everywhere. Um, you know, I'd say the mile and a halfs are a little bit different, but they're still. Like, grip is grip, so once you figure out what that feeling is that you want in the car, you know, it, it does click for you. So, yeah, I just think we're, you know, I've got great people around me. With Rudy, you know, he's grown up on the short tracks. He worked with Kyle a lot in the super late models, and, um, you know, he's got a good idea of these places. And, you know, it just it helps when you have people pulling the rope in the same direction and you have Rudy up there knowing what adjustments to make he can see the car go around the track and you know he probably knows before i say anything what i need so just awesome team and you know we've got you know I, I can't forget to mention raptor you know they're on the car with exalta and um you know their promotion there so pretty cool to have them on the car and you know good to get both sponsors a win so with liberty a couple weeks ago pretty awesome
6: and you touched on being first repeat winner of the year and being bitter after losing out on some wins last year so just what does it mean now to cross off the box of first season getting multiple wins
4: yeah i just think it kind of breaks the breaks the ice a little bit i felt like um you know i could i could win a race a year you know we've done that for a couple of years but to get in that multi-win category is hard you gotta you gotta lead a lot of laps and we we were doing that okay but we we're kind of a I'd say we were probably an 8th to 12th place team before this year, and um, I just feel like we're – I just see a difference in the way our guys are this year and and kind of the attention to detail, and um, it's been good so far. So we just got to – like I said, it's a long season, so a lot's going to change with this car, and we got to keep it up.
6: All right, we're going to go back and try the press box again.
4: Hey, William, Chris Knight, CatchFence.com. Congrats on the win. Um, is it true that you have uh, an upcoming competition in Lego Masters? And if you do, do you have to make room for uh, moving your Legos for the clocks? Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'm doing some stuff with with uh, Lego Masters um, soon. I don't I don't have any idea what it's going to look like or what it's going to be, but I'm supposed to not spoil that, so I'm just uh, I'm just kind of waiting and see, but. Yeah, you know it's been kind of a busy season so far. So the last thing I built was the Titanic Lego set, which was like nine thousand nine hundred pieces. So that was pretty wild. Was pretty exhausted after that. So I kind of it's it's hanging up in front of my front of my bed. So it's pretty cool.
8: And you're running for the Kyle Larson on the dirt this week, right?
4: And how will that help you for uh, the Bristol dirt race next weekend? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I think, um, you know, iRacing has helped, you know, they, their dirt model is pretty good. The way the track changes, you know, I feel like I've been trying to watch a lot of dirt races to kind of see, you know, how that all works. And luckily last year with Bristol dirt in the cup car, it was pretty much like an asphalt track. It was just a slick asphalt track cause it got rubbered in and, uh, you know, you just had to baby the throttle, but I think this year is going to be a little different. So hopefully the running the dirt late model will help me a little bit, um, I I want to run a lot more of those because, you know, I I feel like they're they're a full-size car. You can manipulate them. They're not too dangerous, I feel like, for somebody like me who has no experience, and um, they've got a a ton of horsepower. So hopefully I can – my hope would be to run a lot of super late model races on asphalt and some on dirt, you know, would be the goal for the future. And uh,
6: did we have another question upstairs in the press box?
2: Yeah, Joshua Weatherman, Short Track Report. Uh, after years of declining attendance, Short Track Racing is seeing an amazing regrowth, but is now struggling due to the pandemic with supplies, namely tires. Do you think it's imperative that drivers on your level go to these tracks to help them market to and bring in fans?
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, I get I probably get more fans from going to a race at Hickory or Pensacola or or you know, new Smyrna than I do, you know, going to do something here at the track. I feel like people see that you're able to do unique stuff and um, kind of, you know, those guys are really good at what they do. So it's the racing is no different than, than up here. It's just a matter of kind of different cars and different series. But, yeah, I think my next one's Nashville um, in a couple weeks. And hopefully, you know, we can have a good run there and just keep keep that, you know, momentum going, I do think it's, it's cool to, I wish, my wish would be that we had more short track races close by, um, the cup race, you know, and then we could have guys do that, but hopefully in the next couple of years, we can kind of get the schedule synced up.
2: And tell us how important you think short tracks have been in developing talent and growing skills for young drivers to reach this level, including yours when you started.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's big, you know, I think, you know, cups its own beast, you know, so we can't discredit. Like, when you get to cup, there's so much you got to learn. So, you know, you, but you just got to be versatile. You know, I think Larson showed that last year. It's just about being versatile and being able to adapt. Um, you know, everyone at this level is so good. It always amazes me when we go out practice for like a new track and you see like 20 guys just figure it out so quick it's just amazing to see the talent in cup it's pretty cool we're gonna go to Aaron
6: Aaron Bearden Motorsports speak congrats on the win William I'm gonna talk about the dreaded p-word I know it's early but um last year strong year for you top four in points most of the regular season you get to the playoffs one bad run I think Talladega crash kind of undermines all of it right this year you've eight races in, you've already got more playoff points than you had all year last year. I know you're more concerned about the wins right now, but how important is that for you to be able to make a deeper run when the postseason comes around and avoid those kind of pitfalls?
4: Yeah, it's it's all bonus points. You know, we last year we were, like, we are top three in points all year, and that was great, and we were feeling good, and then we get to August, and we're like, oh, shoot, we're ninth in playoff points. Like, where did all that go? So, you know, it was or whatever, seventh, eighth ninth, eighth, ninth, around there. So, yeah, we've got to get those playoff points. You know, we've learned that over the over the course of being in the playoffs the last three years and or four years. And um, yeah, it's just a, all about getting the playoff points so you can be one of those top three or four guys. Ideally, you'd try to be you know like Larson was last year. But um, yeah, it's really important.
6: Going to go to Deb and then Bob. Deb Williams, com. Congratulations, William. You are a very close family. We talked about that years ago when I wrote about you in the Charlotte Observer. Your parents are here, It was, and you said this was for your mom. It was a year ago that she had her health issues. Please talk about how much this means a year later to win this race and how you've dealt with this during this, this year when it's been so tough.
4: Yeah. I mean, you know, to think back to last year, um, you know, the race was on a Sunday, but it was the same weekend as this. And, you know, the first thing that happened was I got back to my bus and, you know, we finished fourth, I think. And, you know, I was like thinking about the race and I opened my phone and my dad's like, call me. I'm like, man, that's weird. Like he never says that after a race. Like he usually says something about the race or, or whatever, you know, but it was like very urgent. So I called him and He told me what was going on, and, you know, he told me about it, and I'm like, you know, he told me what happened at the track, and that she was rushed to the hospital, and, you know, it all seemed okay, but they're like, yeah, we, there's this, like, mass in her brain, like, we're not sure what it is, and my heart just stopped. Like, I was just like, man, I I couldn't, I couldn't deal with the emotion of that. Like, it was hard to process, and I'd say the, the next few days after that, I didn't think about racing at all, you know, it was. It was all about you know what was going on and and I think as the next ninety to a hundred days progressed it was it was still about that, but I somehow had to race too, and that was a tough challenge, but we worked through it, and you know it it was um you know like my dad always says it was a crazy hundred days or crazy ninety days and you know as we got on the other side of that, you know there was a lot of a lot of bright side and um you know great to have her here and have them here and just you know how things have progressed in the year it's been amazing so um definitely makes you count your blessings and be thankful for everything and um nothing more special than tonight to kind of you know kind of cap it all off you know a year later on the same weekend so uh pretty special and yeah pretty cool yeah yeah for sure so um yeah just thankful and you know we'll, we'll definitely enjoy this win and um going to be a lot of fun to celebrate yeah I'm you know I'm pretty close to them and I've got a great supporting cast with you know Max and my girlfriend Erin and my sister Catherine like I have a great group of people around me that you know I feel like when things were tough like in racing and in life it's it's easy to go to them and talk to them Hmm.
3: go to Bob uh, Bob Pachris
4: Fox Sports
3: uh, were you surprised so many other drivers stayed out or was tire wear and
4: track position so kind of rare for this mm-hmm. track that you knew that they were all going to have to stay out? Well, I definitely didn't know what they were going to do. Um, I thought they would do the opposite of us for sure. Um, you know, and Rudy was adamant about that. And I I think I said something like, I think my tires are okay or something, because I was trying to encourage that a little bit. But I, I didn't really want to make his decision. I wanted to... See how it played out and i I wanted to stick with whatever he thought was best but when he said stay out i was like maybe 60 40 on that decision i'm like all right i could see how that would work but i could also see how that could not work at all so you know luckily it worked out i think the three had the biggest decision in that you know he decided to stay out in second and everyone kind of followed suit so um yeah it could have been interesting if those guys had tires for sure i kind of would would have been the odd man out but with the way – how cold it was outside, I don't know. I don't know if you could have gotten cold tires to take off. You know, it was so cold. They took seven laps to take off. Any
5: additional questions That's for William? Go back
7: front to Matt. The Elbow,
5: the On the restart where you first took the lead, I think it was with Chase, um, was there some kind of a agreement or or understanding on the restart how you guys would work together and what was that?
4: Yeah, we just – um. Watching races here, you know, throughout the years, it, it just makes sense for the leader to, you know, choose the top and have the, if you're teammates, you know, if you're lucky enough to be in that position, um, you know, you just, you know, he takes the bottom and you work it out off turn two. So, you know, it, it worked out well. I thought it was a little choppy with the way that the the next gen accelerates, kind of weird. Like, like you, you have grip and then you, like if you spin your tires, you're, you're killed, but it's like, as soon as you launch, it's really good. So. The first one we did, I spun my tires a bunch, and, uh, you know, I almost lost second. Um, but, yeah, it, it worked out, and, um, you know, luckily, you yeah, know, I think he had a pretty good run, too. They were really fast, so just kind of all about, you know, who got out front.
6: Any final questions? All right, William, well, congratulations this weekend, and uh, we'll see you next weekend.
4: Appreciate it.
3: That's... All right. Bristol,
4: Bristol baby.
3: Bristol. Hi, right, Kyle. Junior's like term. You, yeah, like you said a while ago, it, our first two-time winner this year.
0: Rowdy, he looked really good in the race, and the first half of the race, basically, he was the only driver to be able to keep up with Chase Elliott. It was the nine and the twenty-four, and once uh, Chase Elliott started to fade a little bit, it was all William Byron. So uh, William finished second there in the fall twenty nineteen to Martin Truex Jr. So uh, it was close. You know, he's run well there, and, um, you know, not one rowdy, but two grandfather clocks this weekend for William Man. Byron, uh, winning the truck race Thursday night and then backing it up with the cup win Saturday.
3: So he's doubled his uh, – he's got twice the wind on that to keep those clocks going because, Kyle, those are not easy. You, you have to spend a little time. You've got to wind them and keep them – keep them set man they just don't they're not Timexes. you just put them on and they work
0: rowdy hendrick motorsports has a lot of uh grandfather clocks and uh you know surprise william byron but uh martinsville's over we got the bristol dirt race coming up this weekend um really i, I know we were kind of talking about it a little bit earlier um with kenny and uh you know there's a lot on the line you know we're coming this is the second year in a row we have a dirt race again at bristol and uh you know we're still on the short track even though it'll be covered in dirt um i'm I'm interested to see how the weekend's going to go you know hopefully the weather cooperates you know the weather really wasn't on their side last year um didn't get the heat races in so uh kind of set them back a little bit they did get practice in which was good so um and I know uh, we were talking, Rowdy, earlier. Uh, Josh Williams going to be attempting to make his Cup debut for uh, BJ McLeod Motorsports. Um, that kind of caught my eye. Uh,
3: exactly. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Congratulations to Josh. Uh, known Josh a long time. Been on. He's been on the show several times, Kyle. Uh, I think he's been on since you moved in with us.
0: Thanks so Rowdy and uh you know he's uh he's good you know good for the sport um you know I know him from his arcade days going way back to his arc of days he was even at Penn State once um when I was in school for uh for something so um yeah he's been around a while um I know he hasn't had the season he's won in xfinity um he's had some really bad luck with trying to make some races but uh you know I'm, I'm interested to see how he does and uh Rowdy I just want to touch base on uh since we're on the, the subject of dirt racing uh we did get some racing in over the weekend in Pennsylvania. Not a lot, but we got some in. Saturday night at Lincoln, the Weldon Sterner Memorial, 6,900 to win. Buddy Kofoid gets his first win in a 410 sprint car in central Pennsylvania. Having to pass Danny Dietrich, who, is just, who, who just knows, I think, every inch of Lincoln, uh, just passing him and then just driving away there at the end, uh, you know, I, I, think that was really impressive, you know, um, an outsider sticking it to the posse, um, had to be something to see there Saturday night. And, uh, Sunday, um, it was not, Kyle Larson was not done for the weekend yet. After a speeding penalty in the cup race, finishing 19th last corner, the lead lap, he went over to Port Royal Speedway to run with the Lucas Oil dirt late models. So, uh, 10,000 to win in the 40 lap feature, um, started second led most of the first half of the race and then he got into made some contact with another car and just lost it all by himself and was never able to recover finished 16th in the race and uh, don't want to forget about Tyler herb as well um, he wound, wound up winning at Hagerstown Saturday night and then uh, Greg Satterley, the truth is his nickname uh, won the uh, Port Royal race so um, it's good to see that uh, the you know the racing there's some racing going on because Rowdy we were talking that earlier today. The weather has been terrible here in Pennsylvania. Mahoney Valley Speedway had to uh, postpone opening day from Saturday to Sunday. And guess what? They got a snow squall and uh, forced to cancel the rest of, of the show. So just the weather's been terrible here, Rowdy. And I, I know, you know, there's a lot of racing coming up here in the next few weeks. But we need a break. Mother Nature needs to cut us a break up here. Um, we need to get some races in. Uh, I know this week... You know, we got our our normal shows, and we also got the opening night at Bloomsburg Fair Raceway, Thursday night, the USAC East Coast Sprint Cars and the United Racing Club Sprints, who were just at Port Royal on Saturday. Uh, We had uh, uh, one of our our guests from the show from Thursday night, Briggs Danner, finished seventh in the uh, URC race. So uh, it's good to see that, uh, you know, Briggs will be there. We're scheduled to be there Thursday night at Bloomsburg. And, uh, And Rowdy, if everything goes as planned, I hope to be there as well. So... Um you know, there's a lot of good stuff going on. You know, I got I felt so bad for Big Diamond on Friday night, you know, starting their show and not getting it in uh, you know, with the rain and then Saturday it the, just it rained. I mean I'm I'm glad Port Royal got both of their shows in this weekend. Uh Logan Wagner took the win in the uh four ten feature on Saturday over Anthony Macri and uh it's actually his second consecutive win in the four ten series, so um I also want to mention, I, I forgot to mention this, Rowdy, before I throw it back to you. There were 43 410 sprint cars at Lincoln Saturday night. I don't know about you, but that that's pretty astounding to see.
3: Yeah, it, it's Kyle, I'm telling you. You know, before COVID, the numbers in racing was looking kind of sad, Kyle. Now everybody's headed to sit home and think about their life. I think they've decided they want to go out and spend that $25 or $20 to get to the track and take the kids somewhere because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And, uh, I think sitting at home for three, four, five weeks has kind of pushed everybody over the edge to do some things that they don't normally do, Kyle. And that's get back out and and do things outside. We've seen it at the track this year. We've seen it at the end of the year last year. You know, there was, uh, Snowball Derby, Kyle, completely packed. Daytona, Kyle, everywhere in that trioval that was grass on race day, was somebody standing. It was a sea of people. I mean, it was the best looking crowd I've seen at Talladega, as close maybe back twenty five years ago. I mean, this was my twenty fifth year, and I, I've seen the crowds over the years and. This year, it was absolutely no grass to be seen, Kyle. So hopefully, everybody's got back into the, let's spend a little money and get outside and do something. Now, the price of gas has kind of squeezed us a little bit, but it's coming down, Kyle. So hopefully, you know, last year, what was costing me $75 to get to tracks. Now, 150 It's doubled. So it's... uh. It's been a little burden. I cut, I've cut one race out so far. So, but, uh, Kyle, getting ready for next week to go. Like I said, I'll be there Thursday morning for sure. Nice, bright, and early, and uh, we're gonna get this thing started. Rowdy, uh,
0: got... I'm really looking forward. Yeah, go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. Now, yeah, no, what team. I you have to off. close out. That's tonight. right. Yes, sir. What do I have to close out tonight? Well, I have a lot of news and notes to go over. Um, my takeaways from the weekend at Martinsville, um, you know, it was a kind of a kind of a tame kind truck a tame race. race. Truck. You know, I mean, William Byron did come up from the back to the front, and so did Johnny Sauter. Um, you know, it, was, it wasn't that bad. Uh, the Xfinity race was very eventful. Um, you know, you had the whole Ty Gibbs, Sam Mayer thing. Just trying to recap everything here. And then I, I know there was a lack of passing in the cup race. I think part of it has to do with the new car and just not knowing enough about it yet. Um, that's really, this is, you know, the last few weeks has really been the, the first real test with this new car on the short tracks. And, uh, Rowdy, I, I think our racing is alive and well right now. Um, to, to your point earlier, um, you know, these stands have been absolutely packed. Wherever, wherever I've been or you've been, Um, people have been showing up for races, you know, um, like I said, we haven't had the best weather here lately. Um, it's been feeling more like winter time, but I'm hoping the weather cooperates. I know it's supposed to be mid seventies, like around midweek. So hopefully, hopefully we can get some racing in like, like you were about to say, I'm, uh, Bloomsburg Fair Raceway, their openers this Thursday night with the USAC East Coast Sprint Cars and the United Racing Club Sprints. Uh, that's, that's on the schedule. And then Thursday, April 21st, the All-Star Circuit of Champions invade Bloomsburg Fair Raceway, and they just announced they have 14 full-time entries for the season. Some of the names include Tyler Courtney, Chris Windham, Hunter Schoenberg, Corey Eliason, some of the guys that were there last year, Um, Kevin Thomas Jr., who was in ARCA at one point. Um, he's running the All-Star Circuit of Champions this year. So I think that's going to be a really great show next Thursday night. I'm really looking forward to it. And my my final thought on my final take for the night, um, you know, to go back to the crowds, um, you know, I I, I did take my dad to Grandview Speedway last August for the All-Star Circuit of Champions. and He was amazed by the following of PA sprint cars. He had never seen that before. And to see all the people there you know, with the racing and how dedicated they are and that they show up every week, um, just amazed him. And, you know, that that's something I like to see, you know, when I do have either my dad or my mom at the racetrack with me. Um, you know, the crowds have been great. Um, even at Williams Grove last year when my mom was able to go for the summer of, uh, Nationals, uh, it was just the crowd was great. And, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of butts in the seats, Rowdy, and it's it's, it's been great to see.
3: It it has, Kyle. It gives us a little bit of uh, confidence that we're going to get through this, and uh, people are still enthused to get out and see automobile racing again, Kyle. I mean, we we kind of went through a little lull there, but I think we're back, man. I I think I I see that maybe, and we've talked to promoters that you know they did lose revenue while it was shut down, but seems to be gaining in popularity here towards this new season to get back in and everybody wants to go back out and get something done and be part of something so kyle hey uh steal tickets for talisman you're gonna get the free concert free camping uh the big one on the boulevard fellowship kyle you know it's just like boone says you know it, it when you come there it's it's like a family reunion But, Kyle, uh, I'm headed to Disney World on Wednesday, my man, so I'll be back Tuesday just to change clothes, take a shower, and head towards Talladega. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. You see me? Text me. Stop me. Let's get a picture together, Kyle. Follow me on my – hey, follow me to my youtube page and let's let's push this agenda and and join back with us on thursday night we really don't know what the show's going to be like this thursday night but we'll have something here going kyle i appreciate you taking time uh you got ken bruce appreciate ken coming on boone and uh renee for letting boone spend some time with us on the on the show here God. Rowdy,
0: it's been a great show tonight, and uh, I want to say thank you as always. You know, without you, this wouldn't be possible, and, uh, you know, the site looks great. Uh, make sure you go on Uh Like I said, I hope to get out to some more races here soon, and uh, we'll have more content for you here in the next couple weeks. And we'll be announcing the winners of two. Well, actually, I think we've got four tickets right given
3: that are up for grabs tonight that will be uh, announced on Thursday. So, Kyle, everybody follow, share, and listen. And, uh, hey, look. Look me up. Let's get a picture. See you at Talladega. Let that light shine, folks. See you, Kyle. Thanks a lot.
0: Thanks, Rowdy. Really great show tonight, and let's do it again Thursday.
3: We're doing it. See you, Kyle. Thanks.
0: No problem, Rowdy.